0: So now I'm nervous because I remember in our in our course uh, you uh, interviewed uh, Richard Walton when he uh, was part of the I think it was the 101 course the next generation transportation and cities course and uh, I remember you give him a hard time in the course and I was taking the course I'm like that ha, ha, politician he's doing a hard time now I'm like oh now I'm in that seat yes you are, <laughs> what are you are gonna
1: do. Quick response. Okay. Get you out of here in 10 minutes. Oh, perfect. Let's we'll start with a rapid-fire bio.
0: See if we can do this in a minute. Yes. Who are you? What's your name? My name is Matthew Bond. I'm an Intelligent Transportation Systems Engineer. I'm a District North Vancouver Counselor. How old are you? Or what generation are you? I would be the Xennial, Millennial, uh, a little bit of... The, the Elder Millennials is what some people call it. So between oh. 19... Seventy nine and 1984. How many times have you been on council? Uh, this is my second term. Feeling like one of the uh, old guys now? Uh, <laughs> not quite yet. I'm still the youngest member of council. How many uh, new councillors are there? There's three new members of council. All right. And uh, what did you do before this and got you into politics? There's usually something. So I was the president of the Mountain Bike Association here on the North Shore for six years. Uh, I took a break because that was 20 hours plus a week of volunteer time. Uh, And I got involved in some of the community planning processes that were happening at the time. That'll do. Boy, that'll get you right into it. Oh, perfect. How many times did you have to run? One. I got in my first time.
1: Whoa. And where do you fit on the ideological spectrum?
0: (laughs) That's an interesting question. Um, You mean the typical, um, you know, quote unquote, political ideological Mm, spectrum? That's up to you.
1: Where do you put yourself?
0: Uh, I would be a progressive. Progressive. Yes. What the hell does that mean now? (laughs) It means uh, doing things that might disrupt the status quo.
1: Oh. And what particular part of the status quo would you like to disrupt?
0: Particularly my issues are around housing and transportation and climate. Those are the main ones. (laughs) Just the easy ones, right? No kidding. How did you vote on Delburg? Uh, I voted in favour of the Delburg project. And what was that? It was a uh, non-market and uh, seniors' respite centre. Uh, on district-owned land. What is a seniors respite centre? Uh, it's basically adult daycare, so for uh, individuals that are still living in their homes, whether it's partners or uh, or children looking after their aging parents, uh, who may have cognitive or other types of disabilities, being able to drop them off for a short period just so that they can get a break for themselves. Getting more interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> And um, okay, so why was it a contentious issue? The local neighborhood was uh, very opposed to the issues around height. It's a five story building, uh, one story of seniors' respite, and four stories of uh, affordable non market housing. Uh, traffic and, and parking, uh, so it's got a lower parking ratio than typical developments, and they were concerned about overflow on the streets. And then neighborhood character standard stuff. Yes. How far along in the process did it get? It was that second and third reading, so uh, about two years of planning, uh, maybe closer to three if you include the preemptive planning that was done uh, on the whole site, and had gone through the public hearing process and was coming back to Council for debate. Oh, so it really hadn't got to the really juicy part of approval. That we were at the we were at the juicy part. That was the second and third reading. How juicy did it part. end up being having to go over to a new council? Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting set of of coincidences. Uh, originally was scheduled for a public hearing in uh, July of last year. Uh, the fire bell went off. We had two public hearings that night. The first one had just finished, and then we were taking a five minute break, and the fire alarm went all off. Uh, apparently it was a mechanical, or it was a mechanical issue. Um, strange coincidence. So that hearing uh, got pushed until September because it was nearing the end of our, our summer break. This got lost by the bell. It did. <laughs> it was lost by the bell. Yes, yeah, I think that's... <laughs> How much did it lose by? It was a 5-2 to two vote against. Was there any doubt? Uh, I think for those that were... Monitoring the campaigns and who went to the community associations' uh, candidates' meeting, uh, the community local community association held an all candidates' meeting. There was a lot of talk about um, delaying or changing or support for the local community uh, on this specific project. Was this just a local issue? No, uh, affordable housing is definitely not a local issue. It's a it's an issue for our entire community and for the region. And so, uh, any way that any community can add uh, additional. Uh, affordable homes uh, affects everyone else's ability to uh, do the same. How much of a, uh, an affordable project was it? So this one had 80 uh, non-market homes. Uh, it was being delivered by a non-profit developer, Catalyst uh, uh, Development. Uh, the rents, uh, based on based on the current financial model, which is the district provides the land, Catalyst provides uh, some of the capital uh, through their their nonprofit model. Uh, it was going to be some of the homes were going to be at housing income limits. Uh, all it, overall, the whole the whole project was going to be twenty percent less than uh, less than market, and it was going to address the needs for people of median incomes or below in the district. Now, if the project had uh, had moved forward in the process and been eligible for uh, senior levels of government funding, all those uh, all those Fit, uh, rents and the affordability could have been pushed a lot lower. Hmm. Yeah. If ever I ask the question uh, how much of
1: a need for affordable housing is there, the answer is always going to be more than we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yes, more than we've got. But how... How critical is the need in North Van? Can you give some way of really for someone not living in, on the North Shore at all some sense of what
0: that what that issue is about in your terms? In, your a, in, a, in a short amount of time? Um, no. <laughs> Probably not. Yes. I think in North Van, um, we we are so close to the big Sea, We're so close to Vancouver. Uh, but we are, in our land use, we're a traditional bedroom suburb. Most of our homes are single detached homes, and uh, we have not been building new homes anywhere near a rate. Our our population has been stagnant for over twenty years, uh, and we're not building homes like they are in Langley or New West, or pretty much anywhere else other than West Van, who we uh, who beats us at that uh, at that uh, competition of building nothing, but. In North Van, I think uh, it's there's few opportunities for people that are either that already live here or are growing up here to find any rental, not alone an affordable rental, if they're moving out, if they're moving into out of school, if they're trying to find student housing, if they're a young couple, if they're a young family. Uh, it's an availability issue as much as it is, as it is an affordability issue. So we have a whole generation of people between twenty and forty that just don't live here and that has a huge impact on our local labor force. It has a huge impact on traffic because all of the people that come to work in our service sector and our, you know, in our economy here on the North Shore, many of them have to commute here. You he so, made, he made the link. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, housing and transportation are in the in, in, uh Intrinsically linked. You're a good student. <laughs> Maybe I should explain that. <laughs> a student of what in this case? Uh, so I uh, completed the Next Generation Transportation and Cities Certificate Program with SFU while you were the director of the city program and the uh, main instructor for, for that course. Thank you for the shameless plug.
1: <laughs> well, do the people of North Van District
0: get that? Uh, the people that get it do get it. <laughs> and I'm not sure, uh, it's interesting to have just come out of an election campaign and to hear the different opinions. I think there's obviously a, a camp of people that uh, are fortunate enough to be comfortably housed. Uh, they, they may have been here for a long time, or they may have recently moved here from, say, the west side of Vancouver or West Van and are looking for the type of community that they had 20 years ago in those communities. And so there's a certain set of people that are happy with the status quo, that don't want change, that don't like change, and, uh, and are going to be against a lot of these types of issues. Right? Uh, there's uh, some people that are quite active uh, in transportation change, in uh, affordable housing, in uh, housing availability, and those people are going to be for that. There's a whole bunch of people in the middle that don't vote, are not engaged in civic processes, and my experience was when you go out into the community, and knock on someone's door that hasn't voted before, hasn't been engaged. Maybe they're a young family, maybe they're old, and you talk to them for about two minutes. The first thing they say is, "Oh, I hate traffic. Right? Traffic's bad. What are you going to do about traffic?" But if you take a minute or two to kind of walk through the steps and say, "Well, you know, we've had a lot of jobs on the North Shore, and people can't afford to live here. Part of our traffic problem is housing. So, what do you think about that?" Like, "Well, I don't know, right?" But if you it's, very, it's a very easy conversation to have two, three minutes with someone to get them to make that link and say, oh yeah, people are driving here because they can't afford to live here. Was
1: this a local issue in the sense that it was the Delbrook neighborhood that was supposed to it, but Possibly. You
0: can answer this. The rest of the city was either indifferent or in favor. So we had uh, part of the public uh, consultation for this is there's a, there's a bigger history behind this project than just the affordable housing component. Uh, it's our old rec center, and we built a new one down the street. And so we've got this large plot of land um, on a decision we had to make. What are we going to do with this large plot of land with an old rec center that needs to be torn down in a parking lot? And so we went through a deliberative dialogue process again with SFU. Um, through the Center for Dialogue. So we had Sean Sylvester and her team come in and do a whole multi-day workshop with 100 people invited from all areas of the district, half of them from the local community, half of them from the rest of the district. Um, representative uh, as much as we could demographically, uh, owners, renters, seniors, you know uh, as good of a job as we could to get them to come to this, uh, this workshop. And we spent about six to eight months just talking about this site bringing people together saying what do you want on the site and the three things that emerged were a park neighborhood park uh, some type of daycare or seniors care and affordable housing now when you look at the results of the surveys and all the work that was done there the district overall district-wide residents placed a lot higher level of support behind the housing component than the local neighborhood did. so local issue in terms of level of support, but there is a difference between what the local neighborhood wanted and what the district wanted, and what's comfortable. with. Was the process adequate? Uh, I <laughs> uh, I would say that uh, that it's very rare for a municipality to engage in that level of dialogue with a community on a single site type of issue, uh, bringing in uh, you know a, a firm or a group as experienced of that, and having multi like multi day workshops. So someone would say, these. Members of the community sat down for hours to debate and talk and work through these issues. Well, they came up with the
1: general principles they wanted. Yes. What in general wanted to see was the process adequate when you go down to the specifics, product on the ground.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, from my uh, perspective, yes, it was adequate. Uh, It followed our standard um, public hearing and input. There was public information meetings before uh, as the preliminary and detailed applications were coming forward. You know the, the developer brought that out to the community and got feedback um, we went through obviously we went through two public two nights of public hearings not the one we missed one in September and one October uh, where we got input from the local community and other people that might be affected or uh, benefit from the uh, the housing and the seniors care uh, and then council had a, a debate on it uh, where it was defeated did the neighborhood think it was adequate no no the neighborhood did not think it was adequate what was the critique? Why did they think it was not that they weren't consulted enough, or that uh, some of their specific concerns weren't uh, adequately adi- adequately addressed? What was the main criticism? The height. Um, so instead of five stories, there was a desire for it to be three stories. Uh, the number of parking stalls. So instead of about ninety, which is just slightly over slightly over one per uh, per home, plus some for the. Uh, seniors care they wanted more maybe 150. Um, Could they have been accommodated? uh, If it was a market development sure but uh, every $50,000 parking stall you add to a non-market development decreases the affordability of the rents so uh, someone has to pay for you know 50 times 5 is is what 2.5 million dollars Someone has to pay for that, and it's going to be the uh, the people that are looking to have those affordable rents. One of the price tags laws—a <laughs> little facetious—is yeah. a uh, public process is
1: only properly conducted, only adequate, only meaningful if it comes up with the conclusion I agree with. <laughs> so, could anything have satisfied the community? Do you think that wouldn't have made the project quote uneconomic?
0: Well, I asked those questions uh, during the public hearing process. Specifically, you know, is a three story project viable? Uh, what happens if you add 50 parking stalls uh, to the project? Uh, and the answer is no, it's not a viable project. Uh, it would not go ahead. It would not be affordable. It probably wouldn't even be a viable project if it was market uh, uh, condos or market apartments. Um, so and it was it your land. land. Yes. Yes, it was our land. Couldn't even basically given the land for free the the land is given for free
1: oh yeah yeah
0: land is already free yep so it was voted down yes what is what's going to happen now there was some talk about um looking uh, restarting the process potentially Uh, we have uh, a process for park planning scheduled for 2019 for the remainder of the site Uh, i haven't heard anything specific on what's going to happen yet but Uh, foreseeably we could uh, council could uh, move forward on doing a comprehensive plan for the entire site maybe the housing doesn't go on the parking lot maybe it goes somewhere else maybe it's spread out maybe we keep the parking lot and don't build any underground parking and make the units more affordable there are some options there um, but it's going to be it's going to be time which means money and money and opportunity what message was being sent I think uh, a couple messages. Uh, a couple mess. One message would be that the majority of council that ran on a platform of slowing down development was living up to their word. Even if that meant non-market development. There was also a, a, a market townhome project that was defeated at adoption uh, that night as well. One message might be that we're here to listen more to the community, whatever that might mean. Uh, And another message was that we could do better. That was uh, something that uh, a number of the councillors said. Uh, We can do better. We can have a win-win situation. We can meet the desires of the local community and the needs, the greater needs of the district when it comes to housing. Is a message as well that a neighbourhood
1: effectively has a right of veto? I could see how that could be taken that way. What did the developer
0: and the development community think about this? What is the message to them? I haven't spoken specifically to the developer, but I can imagine that uh, a non-profit company that was invited here by the district to develop a uh, set of affordable homes on district-owned land uh, would probably be upset of spending $450,000 of their funders money on, on a project and oh, they yeah. denied they're going to be upset <laughs> <laughs> but it's a message basically don't bother uh, my from what I heard this is interesting timing on when this uh, project was denied because the BC Nonprofit Housing Conference the annual conference was happening in Vancouver uh, the same day um, and Monday night the decision came down and Tuesday I think it was the only thing that people were talking about at the conference and not in a good way. So it's uh, it's going to be difficult for the District of North Vancouver to reestablish uh some type of reputation that we are a reliable partner for nonprofit developers, for you know, senior levels of government, uh, based on based on just the outcome and the reasons behind why this decision was voted down.
1: There are lots of other places that will take
0: your money. Take yeah, take provinces
1: money. Sure. The money that would have gone to you. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Is is the message also? Um, hmm. Is the message also is the housing crisis really isn't that much, not as great a problem as we've been making out?
0: I think. Yeah, that's a. That's an interesting question. I think. Here on the North Shore, um, change is difficult. And I think that defining who we can help in, in the housing crisis uh, is going to be hard, uh, because uh, i sure, as you know, you can't help everyone. And you can't make life better for everyone. Uh, and I think that's where the new Council wants to focus their debate, is who are we going to help? Uh, what does affordable mean, you know, in quotation marks, um, and focus in on places where the new council thinks that the most need is uh, where, where that housing is most needed. Did the councillors who voted against it expect
1: that the impact would be as great as it has been? I, I, I'm not sure. Have they given any indication about a win-win-win? Are
0: not they, that I've heard. Trying to achieve
1: that? Not that I've heard. Of, no. just, are they basically satisfied that it's been defeated and then? Hope it goes away. Uh, Something you might want to ask them. I guess that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, all of this does go into politics, and I know. uh, This is not something that you can give your cards on the table. Uh, But it does seem to me that in in any council that is narrowly split, the mayor has to provide the leadership and be on the winning side. What's the mayor indicated? Where does he want to lead North Vancouver?
0: So, uh, the council that's in place right now... uh, is uh you know there's there's a couple um, slates you know I was on a uh, on, on a team uh during the election campaign and I was the only one that was elected from my team uh there's five members on a council that were on an unofficial team including the mayor um and so the five people that voted against the project were the five that were on the unofficial team
1: including the mayor including
0: the mayor so the mayor has
1: then, if we, uh, this is comes with the portfolio, comes with the job. <laughs> the mayor is now leading a municipality that has made a the strongest first indication in the region that I'm aware of that that we want growth to slow down, and if that includes a non-market or affordable housing, we're including that as well. Yeah, that's an extraordinary message under the circumstances that we think we've been in. Yes. Are you going to take any extraordinary action? Is this an opportunity where you see your ability to lead?
0: Extraordinary action, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I will definitely change the way I approach my second term than how I did my first. Uh, I've already uh, started to do that in terms of bringing viable options forward to council. Uh, to meet some of the stated questions and stated goals that they were um, interested in that i heard Uh, last week i brought a motion forward for um, to approve 800 non-market homes on district land across the municipality spread out relatively evenly where we have land available and to um, come up with a financial plan for a uh Non-binding plebiscite vote that we had on spending 150 million dollars on affordable housing over the next 10 years. That uh, motion was deferred uh, until the spring, after we've done our strategic planning process with council, and potentially look at official community plan review. So I, my my, <laughs> I think uh, I will continue to advocate for the issues that I. Said I was going to during the election, which is uh, affordable housing—not just affordable, but available. And I think the availability thing is a huge thing in North Van. We have so few rentals. You know, a one percent change in our vacancy rate is fifteen rental homes. Right. So, like that. On on, on when you look in context, you know, there's a well. Lo- we need a lot more purpose-built rental housing. We need uh, entry-level ownership options as well. Entry-level on the North Shore is not. Median income in, in in Greater Vancouver, but our incomes are quite higher. Um, and we need action on on transportation as well. So uh, providing options and opportunities to people to live here, to work here, to move around differently when it when it suits them. Those are the things I'm going to continue to advocate for. And given
1: that this is all coming to a head in the spring, yes, we'll be back here in the Canyon <laughs> Room, Canyon Room, in beautiful District Hall for yes. Vancouver. Thanks for spending the time, Matthew.
0: Yeah, thanks for it. We'll do this again.